0: Welcome to the Faith Roots Podcast. I'm Willie George, and we're talking about the good fight of faith, and you can't talk about the fight of faith without going to the life of Abraham. And so we're going to go ahead and go right back to where we ended. We're going to the book of Genesis, chapter 17. I'm going to begin reading from the New King James Version of the Bible with verse 1, Genesis 17. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram, And said to him, "'I am Almighty God, walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you, and will multiply you exceedingly.' Then Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, "'As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations.'" Now, I want to stop here and point to this. God has said similar things to Abraham about a great family and about him being the father of nations. But he does something between verses 4 and 5 that is a total change or a departure from anything that he has said up until this time. Look at verse 5. No longer shall your name be called Abram, But your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. Now earlier, we talked about the three stages of the fight of faith. The fight of faith has three stages. There is the release of faith. There is a point in time when you announce what it is that you believe. You make a statement of faith. In between the time of your release of faith and the thing is manifested, there is the fight of faith. It's the intervening period. You have to continue to operate in faith during that period in order to receive your final manifestation. So you've got three stages. You have the release, you have the fight, you have the manifestation. Now here, God said to Abram, I have made you a father. That was the release of faith. During this period between the time that he hears those words and the time that Isaac is actually born, Abram goes through a fight of faith. That fight of faith is described in detail in the book of Romans beginning about verse 16. Now we are going to get into that and read it carefully. But I want you to see the difference. Up until this time, God has said, you are going to be, you are going to be, you are going to be. All of those things are promises. There is a huge difference between a promise and a statement of faith. Huge difference between a promise and a statement of faith. God makes a statement of faith here. That's what he does. He said, I have made you a father of many nations. That's past tense. And so now it is up to Abram to believe. God has given him something to believe. What is it that he has given him to believe? He has given him to believe that he is now a father. Not going to be, not future tense, it's done. God has judicially ruled that I am a father. And let me just say this, before anything is manifested in this natural world, it is ruled on judicially in the invisible world. Judicially, God ruled. Abraham is a father. I have made him a father. That's the decree. So God judicially ruled that Abraham was a father. Up until this time, he has pointed to the future. Now it all changes. Now, I want to show you something else that changed. And then we go to verse 15. Then God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name, and I will bless her, and also give you a son by her, then I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations, kings of peoples shall be from her." Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, shall a child be born to a man who was 100 years old and shall Sarah who is 90 years old bear a child? And and, and now think about that for a minute. She's only 89. So Abraham recognizes that this childbirth will be done naturally the way that all children are born. It's not an instant baby put in her womb, nine months developed. Uh, She has to develop the baby the way all babies are born. And so Abraham sees that. And uh, Abraham said to God, oh, that Ishmael might live before you. He wants Ishmael to be able to fulfill this. Then God said, no. Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. And then I want to skip to verse 21, same chapter. My covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this set time next year. Now, God has for years cultivated Abram's hope, but now he takes a new step in all of this and he gives him a faith venture. He puts down his faith. Uh, God, number one, gives him something to believe, and that is found in verse 5, I have made you a father. That's what he's to believe. God made me a father. It's no longer I'm going to be a father. He has made me a father. And he has also given him something to say, something to confess. Now, hold your place here. We're going to come back to Genesis 17. But I want to show you that this is how the covenant of faith works all the way into the New Testament. Listen to Romans 10, 9 that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. Now, as we read those two verses, Romans 10, 9, and 10, we see that in order to enter into the family of God, you and I have been given something to believe, Jesus was raised from the dead, and something to say, Jesus is Lord. God gives us those two things. So this is the reason that God gave Abram and Sarah the two things uh, to believe and say. He gave them something to believe, Sarah's the mother, you're the father, I've made you a father, and something to say, Abraham, Sarah. He changed their names. And what you see here is immediately uh, they're no longer called Abram and Sarai. They're, and sometimes I'll slip and fall back into that, but, and it's easy to do. But God literally changed their names. That would have been a hard thing to do, be, be 100 years old or 99 years old and have to suddenly change your name. But they adhered to that. And this was their confession of faith. And they understood this. They didn't think it was strange. They didn't care if the neighbors said this is name it and claim it. Uh, They didn't care about that. They believed what God said. They knew how this principle worked that when you follow God, you not only are given something to believe, but you are also given something to say. Because if you are saying something that is directly opposed to what God says, it will destroy your faith, it will fill your head with doubt. Eventually that doubt will get into your heart and you short circuit the very thing that God wanted to give you. And so God always gives us something to believe, something to say. Now here's where we get into trouble. We get into trouble when we try to say something that we really are not quite sure of and god did not give us that thing to believe and god quickens by the holy spirit his promises to us for the things that we do have uh, license to go after what happens is copycat faith and i'm going to get into that in an entire lesson later on in this series but a lot of people fall and falter because they really don't have this relationship with God like Abram and Sarai had where they became Abraham and Sarah. Now, Abram means exalted father. That's why God changed his name to Abraham, which means father of many nations. Abraham would not only be the father of Isaac, but he's the father of Ishmael. Ishmael became a nation. And then, then Abram re, or Abraham remarried after the death of Sarah and fathered a number of other children. Now see, he, he the Scripture says his body was reproductively dead at age 99. In other words, he could not have fathered a child even with a woman who had uh, a healthy womb. He couldn't have fathered a child. He was already dead uh, reproductively. But here we see sometime later on, somewhere around the age of 135 or later, uh, 137, uh, Abram remarries and marries a woman named Ketur and fathers a number of other children. So God regenerated his body uh, for, for 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 a long time following. And so he became the father of many nations. Uh, some people think, some scholars think, that Abraham is uh, 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 an abbreviation of ab hamon Hamon means multitude. Uh, you can see it in Ezekiel uh, chapter 39. Hamon means multitude, as in the multitude of Gog. So uh, Ab means father of Multitude. That's what this would mean, and it's shortened to Avraham. Now, the Lord changed Sarai's name from Sarai, which means my princess. And you know, there are lots of daddies called their little girls princess, you're my princess. Uh, but now, the, the my princess is removed, and it's just princess. She's now more than some a single family princess, she is a national princess. This is interesting to me about her name. The word Sar is reflected in Caesar. The last uh, three letters of that uh, word uh, are, are are royalty. Uh, you see it in Nebuchadnezzar, the Z-A-R in his name. You see it in the German Kaiser, which is a, a form of Caesar. And you see it in the czars of Russia, the S-A-R is there. Uh, So you see this all the way through. So in the ancient world, Sar was the name of royalty, and that's what God did with Sarai. He changed her name to Sarah and, and, and said, you are now the mother of princes, and she was the mother of a royal family. So in order to help Abraham and Sarah keep strong faith, God gave them something to believe. God gave them something to say. And what he said to them for the first time ever, he said, I have made you a father. It became a reality. You know, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is raised from the dead. Uh, That's not a promise. That is a statement of fact. God gives us something to believe when we hear the gospel, that He is indeed alive. I remember hearing the gospel preached, and when the reality of the resurrection of Christ really hit me, and I knew He was alive, and I knew I would have to face Him and do something with what He did for me, I had no choice but to receive Christ. I did receive Christ. I was ready to, I don't care what came against me, I'm going to receive Christ, because the reality of the resurrection hit me. It wasn't a promise of the resurrection. Now there's a promise of resurrection to me, but not concerning Christ. Christ is already raised from the dead. I have something to believe, and in order to receive it, I must say something, and I must confess Jesus Christ is Lord. That's how faith works. There's something to believe and something to say, and that's what you see in the story of Abraham and Sarah. All the time I have for today